This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is a Wednesday, and this is the first edition of Restore the Floor, a podcast based on the Detroit Pistons and some other NBA issues I'm Stoney. He's Evan Jenkins. What's up, Ev? How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm just glad we can talk about anything other than what happened on Saturday night right now. I, you're right. So, and, and you know what else? I'm very happy that I am breaking my podcast virginity. I've never hosted a podcast before. Wow, look at me. Yes, you're my first, Ev. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I'll, I'll take pride in that one. On <laughs> my old bit, it's going to say Stoney's first podcast. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, I mean, I thought that this was going to be an exciting year for the Pistons, mm-hmm. so why not talk about them? And yes. Obviously, they haven't gotten to the start that after, you know, game one against Orlando that we thought maybe we were going to get to see mm-hmm. because um, we had even joked, and I texted you, because on the air you mentioned, can they keep a team under 120 points? Right. It was 119. Then you text me back. You go, nope, they added a point. It was 120. Oh, yeah, that wasn't even that game. That was uh, an, an, another game. But it was funny because the early part of that game, I was there at Little Caesar Arena, and the place was jumping. Uh, and I was behind, standing behind the basket, and they were getting killed like in the first five minutes. I said, man, we have to start doing mock drafts in our first podcast, and we're not going to go there yet not at, at all. all. Uh I don't know what what did people expect from this team this year? I to me, I expected them to be fun to watch, exciting on the floor, continued development of the young players, and that's about it. I didn't ex- I don't expect them to make the play in tournament. I just wanted to see a good young team getting better. And I know it sounds lion esque, but this has been a a restore. That's what we're calling it. You know, restore the floor, like Troy Weaver said, and it's going to take more than. One year, <laughs> exactly, and I think I think my my biggest highest expectation was just to kind of be floating around there for the play in tournament mm-hmm. at the end of the season, and I also wanted to see, like you said, the improvement of the young guys. Um, some people might say that I was hard on Cade Cunningham because I don't know if Cade Cunningham is ever going to be a thirty point a night guy. Now no. this year, he has shown. He can score a lot more. You know, he's averaging other... twenty three a game right now. Right, and and to me, to me, Evan Jenkins, that's a superstar in this league. Is when you can go out any given night and drop thirty on a team. Yes. Right? 
There's a lot of guys, I think last year, and I'm just ballparking here, it was around 90 guys that averaged 20 points a game in the NBA. That's a lot of dudes, right? Mm -hmm. Or right around 20 points a game. Right. Um, But what I've seen from Cade this year is a little bit more confidence. Not necessarily that the shots are falling right right now, but he's more confident to take those shots. Absolutely. Look, he got off to a crappy start. He couldn't oh, yeah. hit anything, and now, you know, the last few games, he's been incredible. He's shooting 45% from the floor. Right. I mean, you can't, you really can't ask for more than that. I know that they said they worked on his three-point shot to get off a quicker release in the NBA, which you need, and and, and then that's good, but I am happy with the progress that I have seen so far out of him through, what, eight games? I mean, it's a very, very small sample size. Right. The other night, the first game in Milwaukee where he, you know, had two chances uh, to make big shots, and he didn't, but he took the big shots. Right. And, and, and that will come. I mean, yeah. hell, think about LeBron James when he started. I'm not comparing him to LeBron James. No, I James, don't. Yes. But the knock on him was he was too passive with that. Right. He didn't want Remember it. Remember that playoff at the Palace where he had a shot, he passed it to Danielle Marshall, and he missed it. You know, LeBron's afraid to shoot. Right. But at Cade's least not. you got a dog when it comes to that, and that's great. Um, Sadiq Bay, I'm not saying I'm concerned, but— it, He's just not consistent enough. And I, he might be what he is. Like, is has he reached his ceiling? And if he has, that's fine, right? Because at any given night, he can go off and, and be straight up an assassin from the three-point line. But I want to see more out of Sadiq. You know, that's going to be a guy. I mean, when his contract's up, Stoney, he's going to be a $90 million guy, don't you think? Maybe. He's only shooting, what, 33% from the field heading into uh, Wednesday night's game with Milwaukee. And from the, you know, that's from three from the field. He's still shooting 45%, which is not bad. He's just been, he's had really good games. He's had crappy games. Right. Isaiah Stewart, I think, listen, he's going to be a consistent Dude down on the block, right? Yes. Um, the fact that he's developed a three-point shot that he's willing to take. Oh, he made the one when he made that one game. I, oh man, it was great. That's he nails, did. right? Yes. You want to see that out of your NBA players that they can hit that shot. Right. So I, I, I'm impressed with them. Killian Hayes. It hasn't really materialized. Still, I mean, he's. I think he's better at distributing the ball so far coming off the bench. His defense is a little better, but the shot is still – it's just not there. And, and I think that's confidence more than anything else because he's getting the shots. But, you know, oh, you, there. you can't survive in this league when you are shooting 17% from the field. Yeah, I that's mean, that's no good. And, no. And, and listen, I don't ever – it's not like he was on a podium begging to be drafted number seven overall. Correct. If that's that's a second round dude, you're like, I, we found something here right. that we can develop. The right. problem is he was seven overall in Troy Weaver's first draft, and I understand, you know, he could become a nice piece off the bench. And and many many players, I mean, Rajon Rondo could never really shoot the basketball, but he's one hell of a oh, point he's a great guard, player, yeah. right? I, I don't think I'm not I, saying he can develop into that, no. but if you can. See your role and be a facilitator. Take the shot when it's there for you. You know what he is right now? He's kind of tum-tum there, right? He can handle the ball, yeah. but you don't really want him shooting it, do no, you? No, no. Um, so there's that. Jaden Ivey, yes. I mean, how can you not be impressed by him? He is so fast. He's fearless. Now, look, we knew he's going to make a lot of rookie mistakes, turnovers, things like that. Yeah, whatever. Caught. But, man, you could understand why they drafted him. He he is he is uh, pedal to the metal all the time, and 
I love it. I mean, okay, so you watch some games. Like, we we all watched him when he was with Purdue, being mm-hmm. in, you know, Big Ten country. And he looks out of control, but he'll make these layups that are crazy to me. And I love that he'll start with the right, finish with the left. He's fast as hell. I like to say he looks like a young, like a John Morant type dude that is just yeah. quick as hell. I'm not saying he is no, I Ja, because Ja is Guy's a better sh- outside shot. And he's just a, he's a different breed of basketball he's, player. Ja is just, yeah, he's a, he's, one of the, he's a freak. You know what he is? He's one of those dudes that you pay money to go see. Right. Every time. People aren't paying money to see Jay Nivey yet. No, but I think him and Cade, and I also like him running the point more so than Cade because the, the point guard spot is there for Chris Paul for, right. like, limited players All, nowadays. Old guys. Yes. Old guy point guard. The way I grew up with point guards, used to, it's the game's completely changed. I think, though, the, the biggest thing about this team that has stunned me, and I knew he was good, but it's Bogdanovich. I mean, he's like money, number one. He's like a assistant coach on the court. He's he awesome. always seems to do the right thing. And, you know, when they got him, I said, oh, right, yeah, it makes sense. You get a guy who can shoot. There's a lot of teams out there are going to need shooters at the deadline, teams that are contenders. You know, the Lakers, for one, if they ever got their crap together and, you know, just because they have nobody who can shoot from the outside. <laughs> you see how they celebrated their first win? Um it's embarrassing. Yeah. Come on, LeBron. That's I mean, embarrassing. I, I know, but he and then they so they you know they up him with the extension, and it, good you know, deal too. By a, the way, a really good deal, and actually in a weird way, it does make him maybe even more marketable in a trade because then you got it's him. not a rental. You can maybe get more for him, but still, he's really good. He's a pro's pro. He's not that old, and yes, I mean it's, it's a cliche all the time. They say, "Ev, you know, you need veterans." When you, you do no, and not only do you need vets. But you need shooters. Yes, and this in this league. Dude, I mean, he gets his own shot. Mm-hmm. He comes off screens unbelievably well, and it's like well, the proof in the pudding was the other night when the Pistons, when Cade took the three, because they doubled Bogdanovich, and and it's awesome. I mean, well, I think I mentioned it to you. I'm like, yeah, you you. He's the best player on the Pistons right now, in my opinion. I agree. He is the best player. And I said, but I don't think he's a player that the Pistons could spend $100 million on long-term. And so when I saw the news over the weekend that they got him for a two-year extension for $39 million, I'm like, awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Troy knows what he's doing. But now you saw Noel played the other night. You can get him in more. That's just a defensive presence. Oh, I know. Did you see the one? He, he took a weird, a weird ass looking shot that he, had no chance. That's a weird kid. I mean, when he was at Kentucky his freshman year, you thought you were looking at like Kenyon Martin when he, he was, was with Cincinnati. He was the first one of the process in Philly. He was the guy. He started it. I know it's so good because <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think about the process. I know. I well, it was always well, a joke. Well, one of the next uh, podcasts when we're on video, I'll wear my sweatshirt for everybody that you know. So like, good. My trust the process. <laughs> and I just, I just think that that kind of depth. I mean, we haven't seen Marvin Bagley out there. That's I mean, a key, that's a key thing. I mean, not that he's a great rebounder, but that's the that's the biggest problem. Oh, they, the Pistons still have two huge problems. Well, defense. Number to one me is, is number, defense yeah. is number one. And number two is is rebounding. Now, statistically, they are 16th in the league, so middle of the pack. But it always seems, especially the other teams are getting second and third chance chances against outs. the Pistons. And it's, and it's, they're just not big enough. 
No, oh, especially the, when during you know, during you know I don't know when he's coming coming back, but he got shaken up a little bit when he's not in the game. I mean, Stewart can, a, Stewart can get rebounds, but he's not big enough. No, he he's not. And that's what and, you need Noel for, and he's and he's averaging ten a game. I mean, rebounds Stewart is, and and I mean it's nice, yes. but you need more dudes averaging eight and seven rebounds as well to go with him. Correct. And and the thing that sucks about Bagley is you can see the talent is there all around. This mm-hmm. kid is a flat out hooper. But his body just fails him, and you always got to feel bad for dudes like that. I know, like Derrick Rose. I, I I felt so bad for him because there's there's not like I said about Ja. He was a guy I would go pay to watch. Derrick Rose was that guy with the Bulls, mm-hmm. and working in a media member at the Palace, we got insane seats. Right, that kid from baseline to baseline was the fastest I had ever seen. And then you see his knees fail on him, and now he's rejuvenated his career, which is unbelievable. But that's and he, you know what? <laughs> not not to go back in time, he was good here. He was Derek great Rose here. was good here. Yeah, because he was a, a vet. You know what he is too? He's a vet that's willing to teach younger dudes. Correct. And that's very impressive in today's NBA, where it seems like a lot of dudes are out for themselves. They're out for those hundred forty million dollar contracts. So on and so forth. But so, so, even when you're on a crap team like the Pistons were when he was here, he was still willing to realize, hey, my career is going to go on past this, so I can't be a D-bag here. Yeah. And I can teach these young kids something. Right. When Now, when Bagley comes back, that'll strengthen the bench a little bit because the bench is a little squirrely. I mean, you know, I, Diallo's played pretty well the last couple of games, but... Uh, Corey Joseph hasn't given him much right now. He plays a lot of minutes. Yeah, Duran obviously is exciting. He's hurt. he's so raw. I know, but that's okay. I that mean, is it, okay. It, it, I'd rather him get his you know chops now than with the crews, right? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, there's, there's not- no reason that he should ever be in the G League unless he's rehabbing. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the, the, their their bench is is a problem. Um, Isaiah Livers is okay. He's, he's, he's okay. Right, he's okay. Uh, for this, and, and, and maybe he develops. For this team, he's okay. I'm going to be biased. I didn't like him in college because of where he played. But <laughs> the kid can flat for out For those shoot. of you who are just listening to this uh, podcast, uh, Evan is a major, major Michigan State fan, which is great. But, but he I, hates Michigan. But I can also identify when Michigan has good basketball. I know. Yes, you do. Hell, I'll give you when that. When Hunter credit. Dickinson came in as a freshman, I went on the radio. You and said he was going to be a lottery be a pick. pick. No, no, I said top five. Right. Not even lottery. Yeah. Because he might I, not, He might actually play four years. It's crazy because I thought he had the skill set. Iggy Bradzakis, when he came in, I was like, that kid is legit. I wish I had him. Isaiah Livers is a kid where consistency, I think, is his biggest fault to where. There's games he'll hit you six threes, and mm. they will look phenomenal. I think he plays very well on the defensive side of the ball. But what I've just from what I've watched, and it's only on TV, I haven't been there live yet, but I'd rather watch it on TV because you can see more, is their pick-and-roll defense is so bad it's right so now. Bad. But that goes with what you were saying is the size, right? Yeah. They get mismatched on any pick-and-roll, and that's what the NBA has become. It, it's one-on-one and pick-and-rolls. Yeah, and, and they they don't switch quickly enough. No, they, 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 they're slow defensively, which is odd because they're not a slow team on offense, right? Not at all. And it, 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 it's almost like your partner in the morning, John Jansen, talked about Aiden Hutchinson being too mechanical with right. stuff. It seems like they're too mechanical where they don't want to make that mistake. 
which is weird because I don't really see Dwayne Casey being the coach that sees a mistake like that and he's going to yank you. You know, that's it's not Tom Izzo no, out there. Right. He's gonna let you go and play through your mistakes. Which you should with young players. Absolutely. And and that's the only the only knock that I have on him on that defensive end is tightening that up. And obviously everybody in the facility at LCA knows more about basketball than I do. But that's just what I'm seeing. But hey, the fact that they're scoring a hundred points, they're not it's not like they're under that. I mean there's reason to be hopeful. You know, yeah. you, we haven't really seen Alec Burke yet. Exactly. Burks is a you talk about the bench being a problem. He's really good coming off the bench, hit some threes, you know, if Bogdanovich obviously needs some time to rest. Yeah, but Burks, he's still hurt. I didn't realize he was damaged goods when, when they got him, but you know, he was somebody he's another guy that you think maybe at the deadline a team that needs a shooter. Absolutely. He'll go there. All right. So they've played eight games. They're two and six. More important, Evan. In these eight games, they've worn four different jerseys, I think, right? White, blue, the uh, DET, the one in the black, and, of course, they've won, won the teal twice. The teal is like I was watching with my wife. She goes, I still don't want I said, you know what? I like them. It's, I like them. The fact that they're, you know, what, 10, 12 times a year, whatever they're going to Yeah, but don't do it back-to-back. Yeah, Span was, it that, out. That, I was that, was, like, that was kind of weird. I was like, damn, they're doing it twice. Um you know I'm a uniform geek. Yeah. Um, when those came out and Grant Hill played, what, what was it, 95 or 96? Yeah. So I'm a 12, 13-year-old kid. The only thing I wanted for Christmas that year was the white, teal Grant Hill jersey. You like the white one? but I did. I loved it more I, so. You know which ones because I Because it was home. That's Ma- why. I like the maroon one. The maroon one was sweet, but I always attached it to Ma Teen Cleaves, and oh, okay. that hurts a okay. little bit. <laughs> um, but... I think it looks sweet. The, the black one looks really cool. The only thing I I get a kick out of, a lot of Pistons fans should not get a kick out of, is that those uniforms are like an ode to the, the bad boys' warm-ups, right? right? That's what the stripes are from. But then you put a Jordan logo on it. Like, I know. Really? And I get that's an NBA thing. I know. But to me, it is so ironic that the player that those teams hated more than anything, probably more than their ex-wives, right. more than anything in the world. Can you, ima- can you imagine if the league had a uh, a rule like they're, like all the teams are retiring number six for Bill yeah, Russell? Yeah. Can you imagine because of how great Jordan was, they decided, like Miami, the Miami Heat. Oh, yeah. Have that number was the 23 first reti- number that they retired. Which makes no freaking sense. But a, I think Minnesota did, too. Could you imagine if Adam Silver said, yeah, because Michael Jordan's been so great that every team will retire and you'll put up a banner? Well, Okay, and maybe I, there's no way that could happen here, Stony. Maybe I'm naive, and you can answer this better than me. But if they did it for Bill Russell, and I understand with the activism and everything like that, they're going to do it with Michael Jordan eventually. If they can put up a I'm Bill Russell, guys, yeah. If they because if they can put up a Bill Russell thing in Philadelphia, where Julius also wore number six, or even in L.A. where you LeBron know LeBron wore six, and they, yeah, it's crazy to me. But so I mean. It's listen. I'm excited for the season. So what we got tonight, Wednesday night, eight o'clock, Milwaukee. That back to back. You like what the NBA is doing with it? Hate it. It's weird. I I hate it as a fan because I don't want to see the same team twice. Let's say you're a season ticket holder. Yeah. Why do I want to go? Why do I see the same team twice? No, it's cool when it's Giannis. Giannis, but when it's like. Trey Young, Trey Young. Not even because if I want to see Giannis, I'd like to see him. You know, in. November and then in March. Yeah. Okay. Well, I get that's it. my biggest problem with it. You know, um, and those little things as you'll find out during the podcast, folks. 
piss me off more than anything. Little things. You're a betting guy. Let's, yes. Let's take a look at it. What oh. Let's see. So the Pistons are getting eleven and a half. Are they covered? Well, I thought last. <laughs> I thought Monday night they were going to get blown out because they, they were coming up. Too. They were coming off the back to back with a really nice winner, at Golden State, uh, and the line I think was twelve and a half, and they obviously covered. Uh, I don't know. I, if I had to bet, I'd bet on Milwaukee tonight. What's okay. the over under? Because the Pistons. That's the key. So that's what I was just going to ask you. Two twenty three. Wouldn't you just take that over? Yes. Easy, yeah. Because if if the Pistons aren't playing bad defense, if the play if Pistons play decent defense, they're still going to give up 110, 115, right? Okay, so maybe this is why. So last time they played, it was two eighteen. Okay, that was what the total was. But then the games before that, the Pistons gave up one hundred and twenty eight, one hundred thirty six, one hundred eighteen, one hundred twenty. Yes, I, I would recommend taking the over tonight. All right, I like it. So we will be back Thursday. Yes. We're going to talk about the game. Hopefully, yes. a win. Right, and and we'll and we'll get into some other NBA issues and things like that. We'll have guests throughout the podcast. It's going to be fun. You yeah, know? Well, we're we're not going to sit and break down actual every single play and go X's and O's. We want to have fun with no, this. No, and we just wanted to set the tone of what we saw. You know, we, we I know we're starting eight games into the year, so there's only quick Mac, quick Mac, seventy four more left. Yes. Um. So you're going to hear a lot from us about the NBA. So subscribe, download. Like, tweet at Stony Sixteen. Let him know how how great his uh, <laughs> Springsteen on Broadway. Even though you can't see it. Yes. By the way, okay. So last thing, I know this doesn't have to do with Pistons. That's okay. Out of one to ten, how was Bruce Springsteen's interview with Howard Stern? It was about an eight. Okay. And especially okay. if you didn't know stuff about him, see, I, I'd be interested for you to listen to it. Okay. So I only I saw a little clip this morning right. when I woke up. And Howard said it's the first time you ever made me cry. On radio. I know the Thunder Road. Yeah, that does that song make you cry? No. Okay. No. Whatever. It must be the meaning behind it or whatever. But yes, subscribe, like Apple, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcast. The Odyssey app, of course. Yes, and it is called Restore the Floor. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.